0: Oh and just like Hey that. the button went it turned live. Are we live?
1: Live why isn't uh, that red, by the way? It annoys me that's yellow. Like it's right. almost there, like it's kinda there, but it's not it's, like it should bullies. say
2: on air and not live. I know. Yeah, that's that's probably like patches. It should say we're doing this now, bitches. Is yeah. If I could change it. <laughs> of course it would. <laughs> that's, but uh I'm gonna go ahead and do a thing and get this party started. Should we do all that? Oh yeah. yeah. Do it all. all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to maybe, I've said too much, the au revoir faire of internet radio. My name is Mike, and I'll be your host as we race towards our deathbed so we may receive total consciousness. I'm joined as always by my good friends, Izzy Swan, of all things, IzzySwan.com, and Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop. Gentlemen, here, Caddy Shack references this evening.
1: Oh, those gophers!
2: Oh, yeah. Au revoir, gopher. That might Gofair. be the best
0: movie of all time.
2: <gasps> definitely is up there. Oh, it's the Citizen Kane of our generation. Yeah, for sure. Gotta love so, some Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. So, what have you guys been I doing? Like, I have been doing things. Joel, are you are you singing? No, no, no. You don't. Yeah,
1: you know, never mind. It was a, a Caddyshack thing. It was a, He was doing the
2: practice thing. He goes. Yes. ball. Yeah, that's from the second one. Everybody under 35
0: lost right now.
2: They don't count anyway. We don't even give them voting that's really true. So, yeah, and a flute without holes is just a stick. Right. So. But uh, gentlemen, how are we this evening? How um uh, is he? What have you been up to in the south? And you're not in the great tundra of the uh, frozen Arctic any longer. The great white north. You're down there in the you great you're um, down there in the seventy degree. Yeah, north. it
0: is great and white up there. My buddy Jim was just posting pictures on Instagram the other day. I guess there's already like twelve inches of ice on the lakes in Kalkaska, So I am missing missing out on some fishing right now.
2: Uh, no, you can go fishing in South Carolina. Not on ice. I can't. You can you can put ice in your cup, <laughs> and then. No, um, good man.
0: This was a crazy week. Uh, you may have heard, may have not heard. Joel, our, the mighty mighty Joel Crawford, was up here for a couple of days, and we worked on the uh, router parts, the CNC router parts. CNC. I
1: was. he offered me fourteen dollars, and I uh, I took it the hard way.
0: Fourteen dollars and twenty five cents. Get it That's right. right. Mm. So uh, he came up, and um, we worked on that for a couple of days. That was fun got the vast majority of the mechanical stuff put together there's still a few things to tighten up and then it's all software from there so hopefully get that wrapped up this week and then i've been working ever so slowly on building a pretty mac daddy um, uh, router table that does all kinds of things and i just have to finish up the robot arms so we can do the dishes and then i'll be done and that hopefully will be a video tomorrow uh the fourth uh, access or- dishes yeah, well, I guess tomorrow would be the same day this podcast, or tomorrow, Tuesday. So, yeah, it's already been out. You guys, never mind. You already saw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we,
2: this, will, this will be launched this Monday. Is, We're this recording is, this Sunday. This is how day. I do
0: bath with my brain. Uh, <laughs> so,
2: one day minus one day equals today. <laughs>
0: right. So, yeah, so that's been a thing. Uh, we've had a lot of rain here. It's been pretty muddy. Uh, so that's been kind of... I don't know. Whenever it gets real damp like that, I know, for those of you who have back problems, so you probably understand when the weather changes or gets weird, uh, end up in pain. And I had to deal with a few days of that. So there was a day or two there. I didn't do much, but just straighten up the shop and, you know, lay in bed with my feet in the air, hoping that the pain would stop. Uh, Other than that, it's been a great week. (laughs) So Hm. but uh yeah lots of lots of cool stuff done this week it was fun to have joel visiting for you know they we were here for about a day and a half and
1: yeah a day and a half but and, it was fun we we had we had a good time
0: it was it was joel's joel said i'm starting to figure you out izzy and i'm like i'm i hope somebody does because i need someone to tell me so <laughs> <It> was,
1: uh, <laughs> so we, we actually i i uh we actually worked pretty hard i walked in the shop at like uh eleven thirty in the morning and uh I was like, I sit down in my bag and I picked up a wrench, and we just went at it.
0: Yep. He, 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 it was kind of funny. He, he walked in the door and it's like, all right, where do we start? <laughs> I was like, no chit chat, like, cup of coffee
2: here. What do you know? Just we're like, let's you? No,
0: no foreplay. We're just going to go. Yeah. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> so.
2: Well, I, I knew yeah. my time was we, limited. So we can kiss while we're doing it. Let's get this party started. But right. it, was, it
1: was, it was a good time had by all. And, uh, glad, glad to, uh, to, to be there. And it was fun because it's, it's always fun, especially when you have two like-minded people that, um, I, I, I like working with people that know what they're doing and I like people that are on my level and people seem to enjoy when I help out. So I kind of just played second fiddle and said, okay, let's get these things done. Yeah, And we, we didn't even, I'll tell you what, the first time I ever put together one of these machines, I read the PDF like, and the PDF is like 300 pages. So I, I read the PDF like step by step and, but this time it was just like, okay, we got to do the rails. Let's all these screws go <laughs> in right. here. Mm. And, and surprisingly, we didn't even have to take all that much apart. We had to take out, I know I put in two extra bolts somewhere that, uh, that an end stop goes, but that's about it. <laughs>
2: Well the funny part is is you know that even if it destroys itself magnificently it'll still make a great YouTube video. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, hey it look, was a router spinning in the air. <laughs> it was <laughs> a lot of fun and you know we had a couple moments
0: where we got to sit down and chit chat about, you know, ideas for um, for missing digit and ideas for builds and it's just, it's a, it's a it's a good time to sit down and be able to talk Wait, to somebody you, about.
2: You didn't you didn't talk about me? Who? We did. In fact,
0: yeah, we did. We we were like, that son of a bitch, Mike should have been here. What the hell's his I, problem? I
2: I, yeah, well, I talk hey, about hey, you. Don't every schedule that I get shit chance. in the middle of the week. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, give me a break.
1: Well, it's, you know, you do what you can with what you got, and and my weekends I reserve for like uh family podcast. Podcast. Yeah, those things. I prep all weekend. I study for this this on on this uh you know Sunday night. Yeah. Yes, you do. I can't take away that kind of responsibility. Yeah. speaking of which i, I, just see, I don't you, uh, study we- at
0: all i got pulled over once and a cop said he's going to give me a field sobriety test and i said you can give me <laughs> any test you want i ain't gonna pass it i ain't yeah. been
2: studying <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah i um well we did a poll in our uh, we like to make stuff group which if you're not a member of you should definitely be a member of make sure that you put though if you if you go to sign up that you actually heard about us on the podcast because um we'll just flat out deny you otherwise right. and that's, uh, to
0: be clear Get your minds out of the gutter, guys. It's not that kind of poll. It was like we asked a question.
2: Well, yeah, well, sometimes
0: it's that kind of poll, to
2: be fair. It depends. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, let's not, but uh, so the the one that won overwhelmingly, I asked, I said, Hey, uh, I have two different. Uh, things that i want to talk about and i put them up and then i accidentally uh selected the thing where people can leave their own comments oh geez (laughs) that's what that's what happened (laughs) which the 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 shit show uh became very apparent not long after so the one that won and actually the one i voted for (laughs) ironically was uh, our our good friend uh in in uh sexy seamstress uh andy burkey Uh, He put in the bacon, coffee, tacos, and pudding, the (laughs) historical impact and future implications of deliciousness to the creative mind and maker community. So um, I will say, Andy, that is a very good idea, and I believe that that is going to be the next week's topic. Um, I think (laughs) next Sunday we're going to do the drunk cast where we all get really hammered. And then- uh, Ooh, ooh, let's do that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I want to show up hammered I you know, I want want
1: to, is this the button?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, everybody probably thinks that we're always hammered anyway, but we want to do that next week. So, uh, I think that'll probably be the topic, but the, uh, the two things I wanted to talk about were either Bill Murray of Caddyshack and Ghostbusters fame, uh, or momentum. So, and, uh, Bill Murray won, I won't say overwhelmingly cause not that many people voted for either once. Berkey put the bacon, coffee, tacos, and pudding up there,
0: <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so overwhelmingly, that was what was picked. Just, yes,
2: you know. so that's going that's going into the show. um and a bunch of you voted for land rights for gay whales. I'm not I, I, we we really have to do some screening <laughs> on our guests <laughs> or on our uh, fans. I'm not sure who we're talking to here,
1: but i I by the way, am so. in favor of that. I don't know I don't, what it means, but I'm, it sounds like freedom <laughs> to me.
2: <laughs> oh yes. You haven't, you haven't given freedom until the gay whales get land rights. Right. So <laughs> There's so much wrong with that. I, I don't but even know um, where to begin. So Joel, you, uh, you spent a few days down at Izzy's. What'd you been up to? I saw you, uh, you put up about 42 million, uh, Christmas lights this year. Yeah. Well, what we, you we uh, with?
1: you know, this is first year at new house and this is our first real Christmas. We bought the property in November last year, but we didn't actually move in. We were doing some repairs and things until January. So, uh, so yeah, this is, so we, we have this amazing property, right? So it's got, you know. Everything was landscaped at one point. We've been slowly clearing it out all year long and getting things back into shape. And it's looking really good. So I went out and, and through the power of the internet and Walmart and Sam's club and Lowe's and home Depot and everybody else, uh, I bought all the single colored lights that there, that everybody had. (laughs) So every tree, bush, shrub, uh, everything that you can think of has its own color. Um, so yeah, so the, so there's about 6,000 lights up and we have people now coming in to our dead end road just to kind of figure out what the hell's going on behind the tree line. So it's actually, it's kind of fun. To watch people
2: yeah that's kind of them. a real problem for you i guess because you know you're i mean the bulk of that is pro- is actually in the property and your property line doesn't exactly no, extend out to the road no, very well so no
1: like like the the best you can get to my like without impeding on our property is like at the driveway without so, meeting
2: the shotgun full force right,
1: right. so we, it, this is not this is kind of for us kind of a thing it's it's nice that people stop by and take a look but there's no frontage road like there's no there's no frontage for this so it's it's uh, my neighbors stopped by, uh very nice folks and they said they said, "Jesus, are you guys going to be okay on your power bill? Do you need us to set up a GoFundMe?" <laughs> and I'm like, maybe. And I'm, it's like that, I'm like that I'm national Lampoon's Christmas like vacation like, yeah, like reactor. and I was like, well, there we go. That just paid it. Mm. So we're good. So it's, you yeah, know, it's just a-, a it's a tiny little neighborhood. We've got five houses right here. And uh so far it's been it's been really fun. I shot some video on it and, and put it up. That was kind of fun to do. I also need to learn to focus in the dark, which is who knew weird, weird, but yeah, but yeah, no, that's what we've been doing. We've been doing the, you know, this is our sales rush. So we just blew it out of the water on Thanksgiving on, and, uh, basically blew through all our inventory in one weekend, which was kind of awesome. And we need people to continue to do those things uh, biggest, uh, cyber Monday for us ever. And I assume that we're n- likely no different from other retailers in that sense. So I, when those numbers hit, I don't, I don't know if anybody's reported on them yet. I'm assuming it'll probably be this week when they get those numbers situated that, uh, online sales have picked up yet another five, 10% over the previous year. Uh, a good economy plus, uh Plus, people's hatred for other people in shopping <laughs> combined to make a very oh. good
2: online experience. I would—that's one thing that retailers have to figure out. Like, there have been—I've walked into in the last week three stores to purchase items, and then didn't purchase items there because the queue to to just give them my money to leave was just too much. So I drove up to a place, got out of my car, walked into the place with the intention of giving them money, and left without giving them money because the retail experience—they just haven't figured it out. Like they don't, they don't know how to do that. So, it's just so. So there's. Well, I can go home and get online and order it, and like it'll be at my house in three days.
1: There's, there's yeah. a, there's a. Actually, this is actually something we could talk about a little bit because uh, two things. The the way I see retail stores going, I see them to be let's talk about uh, like, I don't know what to call it, but let's say it's the theme park of the sales area where you go (laughs) in and where you touch the things and then you
2: find them cheaper on the internet. Well, no, but they have to provide
1: an experience. Like a lot of the malls that are kind of higher end here that how they're compensating is they're like booking like live shows and events and fun activities and all the things like it has to be an experience. Like, you can go to the carnival and jump on a ride. But then there are people that want to go to uh, Disney world because there's like Mickey mouse walking around and there's amazing things. So that's, I think where retail has to go. And then the other side of things is Amazon's doing their Amazon stores and they're basically saying, you know, you walk in, you tap your phone to a device, you walk in and the cameras that are there, whether you, that's your thing or not, um, basically know who you are and they watch what you grab and pick up and put into your cart. And then you just walk out the door and it, it has sensed all the things it needs to sense to make the appropriate charges, Mm -hmm. which I think is amazing because think about walking into those same retail locations and having it so that you You don't actually have to really interact with salespeople who may be waylaid by other customers. So you can still ask people. There are still people there to help, but they aren't there in the checkout process. So between those two things, I think that's the two shifts that you're going to have. to. Here's
2: what I'd like to see. And I don't know how it makes money or how it would even, how it's even a viable option. But I think what's going to end up happening is you're going to have almost like museum, like setups at some point where like take a company like Samsung, you just put all their TVs up. Um, you know, and, and you have the Samsung section and then, you know, you have the LG section and you have all these companies. All of these are not, um, people that support the show, by the way, they because Samsung sucks at everything they do. But uh, outside of that, um, you're just going to go to these places and there'll be like one kid there who's got, you know, access to the remotes and you just go in and look at everything and then you can buy it right online there and they send it to your house. Yeah. I, like that's going to, that, that's ultimately, cause that's the only time that you ever need to have a brick and mortar presence is. You either need it right then so you, you can have limited inventory, but really people just go to see, like, is this TV better than this TV? You know, and I want to play with the buttons and feel the remote and stuff. So just set up like a museum like thing where you can walk through, look, see, and then, you know, hit the order button and the thing comes to your house. Um, you know, that, that's the way that, that retail is eventually going to go because well, that's, that's is actually awful. pretty
0: smart. And I'd actually thought about doing a furniture store similar to that here locally uh, because it just makes sense. If you're buying larger I- items like a television or a couch or even something as small as an end table, you don't want the hassle of having to try and tote that stuff home. Why not just go check it out, see it physically and then go, okay, I want that order. it. And it's at your house in two days delivered. That, yeah. that makes a lot yeah. more sense than, you know, having to try and fit a couch on top of a Prius. Just saying. Well,
1: not only that, but it does. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there, people
0: don't drive Priuses.
1: There's a couple of things with that where you have, um, you have the ability to have a smaller showroom. You don't have to have the warehouse space to house those things depending on how it's getting to the customer.
2: And well, you don't have to have that inventory strewn out about in all those different locations, right? Right. That's a lot of capital just tied up for nothing. Right. You can exactly. have centralized warehouses, right? The only so.
1: thing that people, you know, and, and there are some things that are really hard to present, although, it, you know, uh, mattresses is actually kind of a strange debacle. You think that people need a store to try out mattresses, and the fact there— People don't Casper
2: figured but, that shit out, man. Well, they so, send
1: it to your house and give you hundred days with it. Right. So like the sleep number people, the, the comfort select comfort, uh, they used to be called, but, um, they screwed up because they bought all sorts of, of retail space and they just didn't see things like Casper and purple and all those people coming. And they're like, who the hell's going to buy a mattress that they can't test. And the truth of the matter is, as long as you have a good, honest review platform, of how these things are and how, because you know, not, not everybody's special. Yes. But everybody can fit into certain categories. I like soft, I like firm, I like things that are, you know, side mm. support, those things. So as long I as like there's firm. a good, like base of reviews, people can make their opinions on those, uh, you know, on those decisions without having to actually test things.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, look, Izzy has got, you know, he's been doing those, uh, hey, here's the cheapest shit I can buy on Amazon videos, um, you know, takes it to the the house and use it. he's like, this yep. thing isn't half bad. Like, you know, those, yep. those reviews are actually, um, I said that the week he tested that, that track saw, I was looking at it that Thursday before we did the show and released that video like two or three days later. And I was like, this, I mean, that's really all you have to have is just a, you know, centralized warehouse, get some guy, do a couple of videos and, you know, you could. You could have that, right? I mean, that would be um, well. There's, there's a yeah. That's I, a much better model than the one that currently exists, where you go to. Uh, when was the last time you guys went into an Old Navy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, and that's the thing. Like Old Navy, their stores are everywhere. I don't know anybody that goes to them anymore because when you walk in there, the queues are always at the back. They've got queue lines like you're you're getting on Space Mountain, and it takes just as long to get there. Yeah, like, just, like I want to buy a scarf. I want to buy a four dollar scarf and a couple of fuzzy socks. I didn't want to wait six hours to give you, you know, twelve dollars. Like, wh- how is this the easiest way to do this? You know, it's just it isn't. <laughs> you know, it's just. <clears throat> yeah, it's it retail is, uh, is uh, oddly enough this whole thing segues really coolly. Uh, coolly, did I just say coolly? You did say coolly. <laughs> I did say coolly. Um, very cool into uh, the the whole thing I wanted to talk about tonight. Anyway, do tell. Well, so, uh, the people that voted for Bill Murray and for Momentum, you guys are kind of screwed because the, uh, the idea was to do both anyway, so you fell for it. Um, and, uh, <laughs> because, so this week, let me, I'll give you a quick, uh, give, me, give me the quick synopsis and then we'll talk about it. Um, this week, I watched this documentary. It's called The Bill Murray Stories, uh, Life Lessons Learned from a Mythical Man. Uh, if you have an opportunity to see it, I don't know where you can see it. I found it online on complete accident. I clicked on a video and then it was playing. Um, I'm hundred percent sure I didn't pay for it. And, uh, I probably stole the video and I really want to find somewhere I can give them money for it because it's that delightful. Uh, I think I can watch it on Amazon. So I'll give them three bucks or whatever it costs to watch it on there. Excellent work. But, um. But it is, I giggled basically the entire time I watched it. My, my wife was so pissed at me. She's like, you're not really just going to sit there and laugh like for the next hour and a half hour. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Um, but Bill Murray is this, like, there's these stories about Bill Murray and this is what the documentary is about. He will, he goes to like the most random places and he does the most random things. And because he's hyper famous, like, you know he kind of, he has an, this sort of opportunity to uh, interject into people's lives in a way that's really special. Um, and he does the most ridiculous things. Like, he'll walk up to somebody in a bathroom, um, you know, it, like in a bar somewhere, and he'll just stand there next to him and, and he'll, like, talk to him for a second, then he'll put his hands over their eyes and be like, and he'll whisper to him, and be like, no one's ever going to believe you. <laughs> just <laughs> like... <laughs> but there's, like, um, the, in the documentary, they have this video of him. He shows up, there's this bunch of guys, they get together like every couple of weeks and they're artists and they play music and they said and the other thing. And they're playing music at this place in Texas. Like this guy's loft. Everybody's kind of hanging out and playing music. And Bill Murray walks up to the door, knocks on the door and goes, Hey guys, I heard the music. Do you mind if I come in? And he's like, Hey, I'm Bill. And like, they're like, holy shit, it's Bill Murray. <laughs> like, you know, just and he just hangs out with them for a few hours and like, you know, kicks in to buy the beer. The cops come to break everything up and Bill Murray walks up to him playing a tambourine. <laughs> he's like, you know, come on in, guys. You know, he's like, uh, the, the the cops tell the owner of the flat and he's like, you know, hey, you have to turn things down. He's like, dude, I want to, but I can't. And Bill Murray's here. <laughs> you know, like, and the cops are like what did you just say he's like yeah bill murray is here and like bill murray comes walking up he's playing a tambourine in their face really loud and the cops are like holy shit you're bill murray he's like yeah i know come on in you know and the next thing you know the police are there and they're listening to the, the band jam out and it's just he's just got this sort of um ridiculous way about him where he just he puts himself in these very odd situations with that are you know they seem kind of mundane but they're really interesting when you think about them. And and I'm incredibly jealous of that. Um, where the other part of that came from is I heard the word momentum this week. And I, I don't remember where I heard it, honestly. It was just with the word stuck in my head like somebody rang a bell. Part of the reason for that is that I talked last week in our show about how I've been, um, I had to go through and uh, we had a layoff in our company and I had to lay off a couple of my really good friends. Um, I'm not sure if I talked about it, but part of that whole layoff thing is Uh, they reduced our sales force by about 30 or 40%. So my job was eliminated. So I was a sales manager of the group there. So I'm no longer managing. I've been demoted essentially. Um, So now I have to go back to being a loan originator and doing mortgages and and sort of all that stuff. Um, I'm not sure how temporary that's going to be because the mortgage market's gotten incredibly volatile. But so I've been demoted and, and, you know, initially I wasn't taking that really well. Um, I've kind of made peace with it at this point because being employed is still better than not being employed and there's some benefits to it, but there's some downsides to it as well. So I've been a little frustrated, but the momentum of it, um, and the reason that that stuck with me is because so much of what we do is just a product of, we we're just doing it. You know what I mean? Like it's, you get up, you start your day. Like I get up every day, I wake my kids up. I have my coffee, I get in the car, I drive to work, I go to work, I come home, you know, I see my kids again, we do homework, I go to bed, I start over. And it's just the momentum of the day, right? It, 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 it's just a pattern I've created for myself. It's not one that anybody's put me in, but I found sort of comfort in this, um, redundancy. And there's no reason why I do the things I do other than it's just the momentum of the day that carries me on. And where I saw that documentary on uh, Bill Murray I was like you know here's a guy he doesn't have any momentum like he does the most random shit at the most random times and he's got a bunch of f u money so he can you know he's not he's not beholden to uh, you know any corporation to feed his family the way I am but um but that was sort of a it was a very interesting sort of thought process that I kind of walked through of you know a lot of the things I do and a lot of the stuff that that kind of pushes me forward is just stuff that is a pattern I've created that doesn't always serve me the best that I'm not even always really happy with, but it's just the thing I do. Cause it's the thing I do. Well,
0: so you we, know, we and, talked and, a little bit about that last week about, you know, about patterns that we create in our lives and kind of that whole autopilot thing that we do. And it's just, it's natural. It's natural for us to do that. It's I'm not, I'm not dissing or downing anybody for mm-hmm. it, but we create these and it, habits aren't a bad thing. And so don't. I, I don't want to make that the next next thing I'm going to say sound like it. But we create these habits; that we almost become on autopilot. And you know, my argument to that is: if you're on autopilot, are you really living? So, but um, you know, so we talk about talking about momentum as well. You know, the interesting dichotomy of, of what you're what you've been talking about is that. Um, Lost my thought, my train of thought here because I went off on that little tangent. But <laughs> the, uh, you know, the bottom line here is, you know, we have to have momentum in in the ways we in the way we set goals and the way we um, uh, think about ourselves. You have to, otherwise, you just become this stagnant creature. <clears throat> but I think what you're, you know, with Bill Murray and the, his random acts of generosity, Crazy. kindness, weirdness, whatever you guys want to call it. I mean, what better way to, to, to live a life? That's just, that's just cool. You know, you don't, you, you affect other people that way.
2: Well, and that was one of the things that he talked about and they, they did, there was a, he, he very rarely does interviews and, and he like, you know, famously he's impossible to get in touch with. He has like this 800 number. If you're, um, you know, like a director or somebody and you want him to do something, you call this message and he may get back to you, may never get back to you. But, um, he's just got this, this sort of, I don't know, It's just a, it's a different, different way of sort of dealing with things. And one of the questions I had for you guys was kind of, um, you know, how much of your life is pattern and, and how much momentum, you know, do you find yourself doing things every day that don't serve you that you just do because you just do them and, you know, could you change them and would things be better for you? I mean, have you found yourself sort of in these weird kind of, you know, patterns of things that don't benefit you and, and, you know, where does that take you? And, 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 you know, what, what don't you like about it? What do you like about it? I mean, is it, is it always a negative thing? You know, sort of all that stuff. I mean, that was, that was kind of my mentality. And this is something I'm sort of working out for myself too. So I thought it'd make an interesting conversation because I'm, I'm in this weird place right now where, you know, I, I had a plan and I was, you know, I was in this, I was in a job and I had this career path and now it's been completely blown up right in front of me. And You know, now I'm trying to figure out. Okay, well, what do I want to do? Who am I? What is the where's the momentum going to take me? And what do I need to do to influence that to try and change that if I need to? So, I'm just curious, kind of where you guys are with that stuff.
1: I will say that that it's not necessarily an all or none thing. A lot of times, I wake up and I do roughly the same things I did the previous day. Other days, I wake up and I drive to South Carolina help a friend out put put a CNC together. And snuggle, uh, and hang out. Don't
0: forget and the snuggle, snuggle part. And, and oh. snuggle, oh.
2: and so it's it, that's a fairly who's who's a know, little spoon in that. By the way, I just have to know. Well, <laughs> we're gonna we took turns. We took turns. <laughs> this is it's this is a fair
1: reciprocal. So it's it's a you know it's it's a I don't think it has to be an all. There's <clears throat> life is very, uh, is very repetitive. You wake up every day, hopefully. You wake up every day with any luck, right? With any luck. And you have a set series of tasks that, 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 whether it's doing laundry or, or digging ditches or whatever that is, you have a thing that you have to do to get through to the next day. And that's the same for everybody. Artists uh, to computer programmers to housekeeping. It doesn't matter. You, You all have those things to do. Now, some of us have more flexibility, obviously bill murray gets a chance to do some things that we may not be able to do but you can still i just i said you know what my buddy's got a thing he could use my help he doesn't need my help and it gives me an excuse to get to do something different than what i'm used to doing and um, so hey, I,
0: drove, I don't know what you're talking about i can use all the help i can get thank you very right, much
1: right <laughs> but 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 it was you know it was it was it was a thing that you can do and and maybe tomorrow, uh, what getting my guys out of the shop and saying, hey, yes, we have lots of production that we have to do, but let's go do some holiday spirit and string up some lights. And it it doesn't have to be that you walk into some random guy's garage that are jamming out the music. It can be the fact that you just change things up a, a, a little. Some people do that in really small ways. Sometimes they redirect uh, redecorate their cubicle. Sometimes they work from home. Sometimes they in their in their hobby time maybe they're out with their friends doing paintball wars or maybe they're out hunting or maybe they're part of a sewing club and and of course as makers as our profession is makers um we oftentimes gravitate to new things so i've been looking at things like uh you know uh uh, 3d printers and things i don't have sewing machines um as i kind of go through those skill sets so those those are all things I think I think part of the momentum is the fact that uh that you have both obligation to do the things you do and if you make an obligation things that you haven't done then it's a nice mix and I don't I don't know if that works for everybody but it tends to work for me at least. Hmm. <clears throat> does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well there we go. And uh, we're done.
2: Thanks, guys. <laughs> this has been wonderful. This I appreciate great. you guys. That's
0: yeah. right. No, I don't. Well, uh, now- you know, as far as like my daily routines, the only things I do daily are you know that are routine are brush my teeth, wake up, drink six pots of coffee. <laughs> you know, it's the right number, by the way. Beyond beyond that, uh, um, there isn't much routine about my day to day life, so I don't have that same kind of. Um, um, patterns, I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, but you know, I think that um, I, I, in, a, in a grander scope, there are some patterns to it. Like I'm, I'm constantly, you know, figuring out what the next video is going to be I'm dealing with. You know, some you know, business stuff and that kind of thing. But it changes in and out daily. So I guess that that kind of you I don't know helps. Keep the momentum up. I'm never bored. Let's just put it that way. There's always something new and exciting to play with.
2: Yeah, and that's it. And, and you know, for me, when you when you get to these places where you start to think about things, you know, it, it takes a minute to kind of, you know, I, I for myself personally, I'm very critical when I start to look into things. So, um, you know, I, I always think to myself, okay, here's the things I do pretty constantly that I'm not a fan of. That, you know, so I, I have a tendency to look at the negative things that, that are impacting me before I give any, um, you know, sort of any, uh, any say to the the positive things in my life. So, and then the positive things I have in my life are, you know, they are, they are many. So, um, but, you know, you start looking at, at just, you know, sort of random stuff like, you know, why are my days the way they are? What, what am I doing um how can I change things up a little bit in ways that kind of benefit me? Um we started doing this thing in the office. I was telling Izzy about it before work or before work before the podcast. Um so we have uh every hour on the hour. I wrote a script on my computer and it just says, "Hey, it's a new hour." And me and there's four other guys on my team, we started doing push-ups, squats, and uh curls. We do 10 or 15 of each depending on how many, you know, the people are comfortable doing. And Every single day, I do ten rounds of fifteen push-ups, fifteen squats, fifteen curls. Just because, just some, some random thing. I, you know, I, I threw the idea out. Everybody that I work with this is an idiot. They all said, "Oh, that sounds fantastic." Um, and then next thing you know, we're doing it. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but this is kind of where the idea of the whole momentum thing sort of came from. It was like it, it, it's an accumulation of difference. You know what I mean? So, because most people don't have an opportunity to work out every day or work out at all. I mean, just, but it takes less than two minutes to do that every hour. And then at the end of a day, I've done 150 of each of those things, you know, and that's a, and I do it five days a week and we don't miss any time. You know, we never miss an hour and you do 10 rounds of it. And so I just like a little, the the sort of accumulative thing, um, you know, I'm hoping it does something, you know, has some health benefit. I doubt, you know, it's not going to be any life changing thing, but, Um, you know, when we first started off, I was doing 10 and now I'm doing 15 pretty easy. You know, we get to the end of the day, I'm not even tired from them anymore. And we've only been doing it for three weeks. So it's obviously made a big physical change. It's really cool in the way that it sort of disperses some of the stress of the day because you have an opportunity to kind of burn off some of this energy. And it's just like this really random kind of weird thing to do. Like people walk by and they see us doing squats, just like, you know, our heads are just bouncing up and down over cubicles and, you know, somebody's laying in the aisle doing pushups and... People look at us like we're kind of, you know, stupid. Um, and and just I went stuff to like a that.
0: church once that kind of did stuff like that.
2: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, when they start throwing snakes, you want to go somewhere else. But um, so, but, but just stuff like that. And I'm trying to look at, you know, sort of my life patterns and figure out where can I do little things that make big changes. You know, I mean, um, because I, I, I don't know that people look at that type of stuff enough. You know, when I did that sober October thing, when you tell somebody that you're going to be doing, I'm going to go a month without drinking, right? And people look at you like you're doing something wrong and there's something wrong with that. Like, you know, you, you drinking shouldn't be the norm. It should be the thing you do that isn't the norm, right? But it's like, tell everybody, hey, I'm not going to have a drink for, you know, for the whole month of October. And they look at you like, that's just ridiculous. But it's just like this little change in your sort of patterns that, you, I mean, it... For me, I'm not sure there was any real long term or even short term benefit. It was just sort of a thing that I heard on a podcast and decided, hey, I wanted to do, you know. And it just was it's just that Joe a Rogan's podcast. Absolutely, yeah. yeah they did well. They make a big deal out of it, so they're doing like hot yoga and shit for the whole month. It's <laughs> so Just being completely ridiculous. Um, wait,
0: wait a minute. I'm sorry, you're not going to get past that one. What the hell is hot yoga?
2: Uh, so I don't do hot yoga, but uh, in listening to it, they you go into a room that's 104 degrees and you do yoga for 90 minutes. Why would anybody also, walk
0: into a room that's 104
2: degrees in well, the first place?
0: Because
1: because you, you take a bottle of milk with you and by the time you're done sweating your ass off, you have yogurt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it's very easy.
1: So. It's a two for one.
0: <clears throat> okay, I'm out. <laughs> 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 People so. do this on
2: purpose? Oh, they do it completely. They, they it costs money. It. Right. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive to sweat your ass off like that. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, give that a minute. So so the
0: idea is that your if body If there's anybody releases... in the audience that does hot yoga, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not picking on no, you. No, no. I'm just I've... trying to process this right now.
1: <laughs> I, the idea is that you release toxins through your
2: sweat. Well, the I idea don't. behind it, from what I've, and again, I'm a peripheral listener, so this is, the, I, I'm not doing Bikram hot yoga anywhere. I don't, I, that might exist in Charlotte, but I haven't looked for it, <laughs> so, um, but the idea behind it is that when you, when the temperature, you know, when when it gets really hot, you sweat out a lot, obviously, but um, your body releases these, um, it, there's probably a technical name for them, but they're basically heat shock proteins, and it's supposed to be, it does a lot for sort of inflammation in the body and... You know, all this other nonsense. So that's that's the idea behind doing it. And people that do it love it. I mean, it's it's almost like a religion for these folks that, that do it. So I'm not doing that. I, <laughs> I'm going to
0: try really hard not to be judgmental about this. And I'm going to learn more about this before I, because this is, now, I'm, now I'm, I'm blown away.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I just think it's like, you know, somebody was sitting around there like, you know, yoga is hard. I'm not sure if you've ever done yoga, but yoga is hard. That shit will wear you out. But like somebody was like, you know what would make this cooler? Hundred and four. Let's turn the heat up. Let's
0: give that a shot. Now, hey, I'm I, I I'm a Michigander, you know, born I was raised in the UP. I love a good sauna. I love hot. I mean for very short periods of time. But I I just you go in with a towel or nothing and you sit there and in the steam, and you soak it up, and you open your pores, and you get out, and you jump in a lake or roll in the snow, you know. You don't do exercises in there. <laughs> well, yes, you do. <laughs> That's not really an exercise. I don't care what anybody says
2: about that. It's yoga? Like, no, <laughs> dude, I did yoga twice. No, I'm the t- second t- time I did it, I cried like a child. I'm talking about the <laughs> other other <laughs> thing
0: you do in a sauna besides sit in the heat. But uh,
2: <laughs> yes, I'm not sure what that is. I want you to say. It. Because you've never had
0: the pleasure of being a Uber. Um, <laughs>
2: pleasure? Yeah,
0: no. I you think, and I clearly define pleasure differently. Yeah, it's just you know. I mean, let's not get too far off the rails here. I was just like, yeah, it's something. No, no. You know, there's no forty-five-year-old man never even heard of hot yoga before, and now, now I know. You're welcome. So, thank you. Well. You got you have, to you've had it, to. you've had added an entire new dynamic dynamic to my life now <laughs> just-
2: by the way if you're going to get in some yoga pants and uh go try hot yoga i will i will start a go fund me i'm pretty sure we could raise a million dollars by thursday um if that's going to be you so but uh yeah so i that, that was just sort of the uh the, the whole thought i thought the uh like i say if you have a chance to watch that documentary it's it's really adorable um Just to see like the way these, one of the things that I found very interesting is that the, the only interview that, um, Bill Murray has ever done was with Rolling Stone. And he said that, you know, one of the reasons he does this, he doesn't, he never admits to doing it, which is hilarious. Um, but he said, you know, one of the things that he likes about, you know, sort of running into new people and having new conversations and, and things like that is it wakes people up. Um, you know, and that's, that's actually his words in an interview. And when you, these people that, um, you know, he talks to, they interview these guys nine years after this happened and they are, I mean, they are just completely exuberant. They're laughing. Their faces are red. They can't wait to tell this story. This happened to these people nine years ago. Right. And it, it had such an impact on their life to have this, this sort of moment you know, it, it's completely frozen in time in their minds. And, um, you know, I, I, I was like, you know, it's, it, it's really cool, but he looks at it in a form of, form of way. He sees people that are just sort of stuck, you know, and, and he's like, this, this is an opportunity to kind of wake people up. And, I, and, you know, I, I'm not sure what type of celebrity I'd ever be if, if that was the case. Um, I'm not sure how famous podcasters get, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, i'd like to think that you know i could i could be that cool some sometime you know and that was um i i was just i was the whole thing was just really sort of um it was a really interesting sort of thought process that that it took me through because like i said i'm just I, i'm looking at things in my life right now from a um you know is this the path i want to be on currently um you know how much longer do i want to do what i do you know just All these thoughts kind of circling through my head. And they're not bad things. None of them are, you know, they don't get me down. I don't feel depressed from them. Um, I'm able bodied. I'm pretty quick on my feet. I I don't feel like I've got, you know, the, the world bearing down on me. So I have an opportunity to do other things. I don't have to surrender to sort of what's happened to me. If this is an opportunity, it turns out to be a good one for myself, my family, my friends, then that's the thing I'll do. If it turns out to, you know, be a complete shit show, then. I'll go do something else, you know, just, <laughs> just kind of the way it it all works out. So, um, yeah, that's just, uh, that, that, that was kind of the ideas that I had sort of rolling through my head, but that's all yeah, I got for I today think, on um, that. I think momentum,
1: the idea of, I think, I think getting yourself momentum is, is the, is, is the end goal where you apply that energy, but it's, I think it's the startup actually turning the engine over. I think things that interest you things that that want to motivate you to move forward are the things where people put so much energy into the positive outlook of getting things done and doing things and and continuing to build on those things that they often overlook the easiest way to do those things is by being interested in what you're doing or changing things up a little bit so that it isn't as monotonous because oftentimes as everybody knows Work is still work, even if you enjoy work. Um, work has monotony to it because uh, n- almost nobody is paid to do something new every single day, every single minute. And the fact that that we're kind of cogs in this machine lends itself to some boredom. So if you can find little ways to inspire yourself, little ways to change things up, little ways to to motivate yourself to get that that drive you want, uh, with or without a plan, we can talk about planning later, but, but, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, one year plans, two year plans, five year plans, where you want to be. Um, I've never much taken much stock in that because, uh, it limits what you're available to to do because you have those rigid goals. But I think of it more in the sense that, that figure out something that can inspire you, even if it's only inspiring you for a little bit. Uh, I was of course at Izzy's and I was, I use a CNC every day. All right. Like, like literally eight hours a day, this thing runs and it does the things I program and I've gotten very good at making those things work for our very specific environment. And I thought, you know, it'd be awesome if I made a CNC lathe and wood lathe, and mounted tracks in a particular way that we could run something along that cuts, you know, spindles that I program out. And it would cost me x number of dollars. It isn't particularly very expensive using cheap parts. And so tonight I kind of rough drew out some things and got some parts in my shopping carts to do these things, put a you know, go on the harbor freight and get one of their lays to run it on. And mm-hmm. I think it it was an easy way for me to be inspired about the things I do by having this little side project where I could say, "Oh, I want four matching legs for a chair or four matching legs for a table or three for a stool, um, where I could make this machine. And half the fun of this is, is for me, at least is for troubleshooting and making it all work. And it's, it's a, um, it inspired me to continue on with my education about how to work with these type machines. And that involves my business. So it was, it's, it's those things that keep you moving on those things because it Oftentimes, like CNCs do, they often get stagnant in your learning. It does what you do. You you've tweaked it. You've found the things that you need to find to make it do its job, and uh, and so this is one of those ways that you can continue to move forward and to to move those ideas. So that was like today. That was my thing. Like like it's Sunday, and I'm looking up all the parts and stuff I need to make something work that has nothing to do with the business yet. And it has motivated me to relearn and to understand some of the things that that, that are part of my own job. So that's a, I think that's an example of things that you can do in, in a work scenario that you can bring to the table. And those things, by the way, are excellent things to do because they make you much more hireable when you have, it's one of the things that IT people specifically look for is when you investigate on your own systems that are outside of the business that you're in currently. So when you go into a job interview, you're, Oh yeah, I've played with that plenty. I know exactly what to do with that. That's no problem. I do this now, but what you're doing right now, I've already, you know, I set up a whole thing in my basement. It's all good to go. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's it's that kind of, it's that kind of, uh, it's that kind of learning that helps motivate me at least. You
2: know, you, you, we said five-year plan. Somebody, I can't remember who it was when I actually, I do remember when I first got into the mortgage business, one of the guys I went to work for, um, dude's got all the money in the world he's just, you know, he's one of those guys. Like, you know, he's, he's probably got wisdom. I just didn't find any. Um, he, he said something about, you know, what's your five year plan. And, and the idea that terrified me, like (laughs) the idea, yeah, like being, being stuck in a, you know, on sort of rails for, for any period of time, like that, that idea terrifies me. That's probably one of the ideas why the thought of momentum is so, um, like weighs so heavy on me. I don't want to wake up. Like, uh, I don't remember if we said this last week, but I saw a meme that said, you know, um, living out your, you know, one day and then hitting repeat for 75 years is not a life, you know, and, um, that, that, the idea of that scares me to death. Like, I don't want to wake up tomorrow and I'm 75 years old and I've done the same exact things and I've had no life experiences and I've changed nothing about myself. I've learned nothing. I've given nothing. Like, I've just, the idea of all of that is, is horrifying to me. So, having, you know, when you say the term five year plan or even one year plan or something like that, like, for me, that feels like it takes away the ability to say yes to today or tomorrow you know, something weird pops open. That's, um, you know, an opportunity. Like, so when I was, I mean, my life is kind of like that maybe accidentally, I don't know that I can give myself much credit for it, but I used to live in upstate New York. Um, my buddy and I had a car stereo business. We went for a ride one day for a car stereo show to Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I looked around in North Carolina and it wasn't upstate New York. I was like, holy shit, man, look at this place. Like, it's, it's vibrant and there's energy and there's things happening and, uh, you know, look at all these people and all the buildings are new and there's no businesses, you know, that have gone out of, you know, it's just, and not to shit on upstate New York, cause I was just up there and, and you know, my fondness for that place just doesn't really go away, but, um, it, it's kind of stuck in time, you know? And it was, when I was in this place, I was like, this is different. It's new. It's like exciting. There's energy here. There's possibility here. Um, you know, and I, and I moved in, you know, moved to North Carolina. And then, you know, because I had the opportunity to say yes to doing something different. And I didn't have a five-year plan. I, I you know, just tomorrow came and, and it offered me an opportunity. And I took it. I used to do car stereos for a living. When I first moved to North Carolina, I was, I went to work for Circuit City. I was there for a bunch of years. A friend of mine came to me one day, and said, Hey man, I make a bunch of money selling mortgages to people. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what that means. He's like, well, if you want in, he goes, I can train you. We can set it up. I'll you know, bring you for an interview. Um, you know, in, in the guys that I work with at circus city, they all had plans. You know, I'm going to be a district manager, regional manager, sort of all these things, but not having that gave me the opportunity to say yes to tomorrow, you know, and that's always been a really big deal to me. I don't want to be stuck in a place where, um, you know, I, I, I hate everything. You know, I don't want to do that. I want to be People laugh at me because, you know, I, if you look at my resume over the last 16 years I've been in the mortgage business, I've probably worked for 11 companies in that period of time. Um, it it made, A lot of those places just went out of business because the mortgage industry doesn't really hold, uh, you know, <laughs> during the mortgage meltdown and, and some years prior to that. Companies just kind of pop up and go away. Um, there's probably of the 11 employers, I think only three of them still exist at all. <laughs> like, the rest of them just kind of disappeared from the world, but having the opportunity to say, you know, yes, I want to move on. Most people will stay in a job they hate forever. And I won't do that. Like, I'm like, you know, this place sucks. I hate everything about it. It's time to move on, you know? And, and I just, I need that. So this, this idea of, you know, the momentum kind of carrying me forward into a place either I don't want to be, or I'm afraid to go to, or I haven't thought through enough is, it's something that's really kind of terrifying, and you know, this whole change, um, you know, as of late, like I'm, I'm afraid I may stick in this job longer than I need to, even if I don't like it, just because it's the thing I'm doing. Um, you know, so I just, I, I, this whole, this whole last couple of weeks has just been a lot of, you know, like I say, it's, it's not negative pressure. It's, it's actually a really exciting time for me because I get an opportunity to kind of wrestle with these ideas and figure out sort of, what do I want to do? You know, what are the next steps for me? You know, what are, what are the things I have to anchor myself to? What are, what's really important, you know? And, and, and these times, you know, they get really exciting for me, which is also scary because, you know, I, the, the turmoil can be exciting for me. I don't want to drag my family through that at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, cause that's, uh, sometimes, you know, they, they need a rock in their life, not some, you know, sort of shifty, uh, you know, <laughs> blow with the wind kind of guy. So. Uh, give just, them, um, give
1: them that entertainment they're, they're 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 crying out for a little uh, insecurity teach them the terror that's right <laughs> they they need to know that life is uh you know uh, flippant and uh and and easily marred
2: well, and you guys are the same way I mean Joe, you were in i t and then you decided to start making shit and like it's, it's as, actually you know, worse sort of a- than that.
1: I was in the restaurant industry, and somebody said, hey, you could do this i t. thing because I like doing i t mm-hmm. and so I did. And so I made that transition, and when I was in the IT industry, I, it was it was okay. It was it was fine. I learned a lot of things. I met cool people, and and I worked for interesting people, and then I made things on a table saw, <laughs> <laughs> and and it it was it was a thing, and and I wasn't even all that very good at it, and then I got good at it, and so then that's my job now. I don't know what the next thing is going to be. I don't think that my five-year plan will be in woodworking as a business. Not that I don't enjoy it. I really do. But I have a tendency to, a tendency to want to involve myself in other things. I like the idea of, of what I do now. I like the idea that it supports us, but I also like the idea that I don't have to do what I do now. Because there could always be that next thing. It could be going back into IT. It could be video production. It could be working as Izzy Swan's production assistant on downtown with Izzy Swan. You You could be so lucky. I could be so lucky. I I wouldn't wish that on my
0: worst enemy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Little spoon for life. Hashtag.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I know. If you guys have ever worked with somebody like me, it's, um, it's a blinking nightmare.
2: This is a man that drinks vodka with chicken broth. <laughs> You're not ready. <laughs> You're not ready for the life, next step. L- life has not prepared you for this. <laughs> I
0: actually have a gentleman I'm interviewing, um, supposed to be today or uh, yesterday, but I canceled it. He's coming the beginning of next week to um, do some video stuff and I don't have the heart to warn him. I just you know, he's a, he's a videographer for a social media company and he's going to come over and do some videos, do some editing and Yeah, the job description is pretty much you know setting up for shots, editing videos, and taking care of some of my social media stuff, and then putting up with me. So that's the that's the caveat that you know I haven't been able to define for him very well.
2: So (laughs) here's what you should tell him: you you need to say, "Listen, you have an opportunity to grab onto a bolt of lightning. (laughs) Hang on tight." I can't take. I can't tell you where it's going to take you, and I can't say it won't burn when it gets there. But, yeah, right. <laughs> but if you can hang on, it might just be the most goddamn special thing you've ever experienced. it would
0: be so. interesting. So um, I would love to find someone, and I've been talking to a few creators who have integrated video um, people into their routine, and I would love to do that so I could put out more content and have somebody who's much better at the video thing than I am. So. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Speaking of momentum, you know, talking about moving forward. Now, I, like you guys um, have talked about this, the five ten. I have a five year plan. I'm um, and I pretty much stick to my guns on it. Um, I have a ten year plan. I don't have a twenty year plan because I'm pretty sure I'm not making it that far. But you better make it. I doubt it. it. But I do have a five and a ten year plan, and it's not. It's not as it's not as defined or a set in stone as as you might think it's like i have a, i have a financial goal for that period of time and i have a particular lifestyle goal for that partic- for that time so the decisions i base i make are kind of based around that like in 5 years i want to buy my retirement home i want a you know pretty nice little place in the mountains somewhere next to a lake or a river it's not you know doesn't have to be anything fancy just decent and comfortable. And, uh, you know, and I have a few other things that go along with that. But the decisions I make now definitely are driven by that particular goal that I have set for myself. And I'm, I, I kind of think that, at least for me, and I can't speak for anybody else, if I don't have goals set for myself, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. And I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I feel like I need to have some just out-of-reach thing that I'm striving for in order for you know, for me personally, to keep momentum. Um, for instance, like I, I'm getting, I'm almost to a point right now where I know for sure I'll be able to put out two videos a week. I'm just trying to finish up the shop and a few other little loose ends, so I can get to that point where I can do two videos a week. That's a goal I've a short term goal I've set for myself. So everything I'm doing right now is like, okay, what do I need to get out of the way? That's important enough to put it in my strategy to get to that point where I can comfortably put out two videos a week. So for me, those kind of things are important for me because if I don't have them, I find that I lose my sense of direction. I find that I lose my sense of drive, so to speak. And I mean, like today I wanted to have this video done today and upload it today, but I realized this morning when I was getting ready to do this that I had too much to do to make it happen. So it's going to be out tomorrow night. So I'm not, I'm not unflexible in those just in those goals or or in that momentum, if you want to call it that. Um, but I am specific about it, and I, I do want you know I I do try to set boundaries and goals for myself. Otherwise, I get lost in it, you know. Oh. So I I don't know. I mean, maybe that's something that's bad, but you know, as for some personality, but for my personality, it's it's pretty pretty necessary because I would very easily, I mean. Guys, I'm telling you, it would be nothing for me to stop everything I'm doing, move up to the camp up in the UP, and uh, plant a garden, raise a few cows, <laughs> go fishing, hunting, build build a few cool things that I want for myself, and you know, mess around with some gadgets. And I could do that, and I could be pretty stinking happy doing it. You know, I I would have no problem setting down the computer and the cell phone in a heartbeat. I would ha- be happy to set it down, but that doesn't then what? You know, um, then I'm up there by myself because nobody else wants to live that kind of lifestyle. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, no, right, and that Joel Joel would never come and visit. Mike would definitely not come and visit at 50 below zero in January. <laughs>
2: so, I no, I mean, you know, listen, I'd come in June when it gets up to like 45.
0: No, in June we actually hit 65. So July nice. you might even see a 75 degree day.
2: But um, well, it, and and that's like the 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 terror of. Like that I'm, momentum it, that that's it, it works for some people like having a plan and having sort of that structure um but i'm just saying you know, not I, if you have that like that's not a bad thing it's just it for me it's a very very scary thing so, it's not
0: yeah and i'm just saying for me not having that is the scary thing you mm-hmm. know if i don't have that like you know if i don't have that financial um goal set for myself or that that direction and um said for myself then i feel like i'm i'm not heading anywhere so if i don't feel like i'm not heading in a direction i need to have a direction that i'm going in i need to feel like that and maybe it's because the rest of my life is so um uh not you know it I, guys i i'm lucky i can i can sleep until noon if i want to i can stay up all night if i want to i can um excuse me i can stop everything i'm doing and go fart around for three days and nothing in my life will change my financial situation won't change and so I, I consider myself very very fortunate about that but if i don't have that direction that purpose that that focus i it's easy to let it all go it's easy to stop you know and, and not do the things that i need to accomplish so that's my my two things but my again that being said those 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 five year goals, those ten year goals, those immediate goals are flexible. They're not, you know. I'm not going to jump off a bridge if I don't get a video out on Sunday and it doesn't get out till Monday. I am not going to.
2: The rest you know, of us I, might. Get, God damn it! If get your if, ass together. Yeah, but if you do, go ahead and film that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Viral video. Um, no, I. You know, that's that's just my two cents, and for what it's worth. But I need that. I need specific structure uh, a point on the horizon to walk towards for me to keep walking otherwise i'm just going to start you know i'm going to do the squirrel thing every time a squirrel you know jumps up in a tree i'm like that way you know so for me that's it's the opposite i think in in a lot of ways like i need that, that 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 north star to follow so i'm not lost so I stay on that path, and I mean, I'm I'm welcome to. I can jump off the path and go, you know, and w- see anything I want to, but I need. I still have that north star to follow, if that makes sense. Mm.
2: Where do you feel you <coughs> sit in all this, Joel?
1: I uh, I I sit quietly in my corner, rocking back and forth, <laughs> enjoying the view out my small but very barred window. Very
2: barred <laughs> with while the. The medication keeps you numb. That's right.
1: <laughs> no, I, I like, uh, I, I happen to enjoy, uh, a little spontaneity. I happen to enjoy the idea of, um, I like the idea of momentum. I like moving forward. There's a, there's a character in a book series, um, that he has red tattoos of arrows on his, on his forearms and he, the idea is that he, it's a reminder for him to keep moving forward. And, uh, I kind of like that idea. Um, I don't necessarily think that when you are stagnant, you're moving backwards, as some people are so off quote. Um, but I, I like the idea that the things that, that make you interesting, the things that make you, um, and motivate you to do different things are the ones that you find the most interest in. And that could be love life. That could be children. That could be work. That could be hobbies. And those are all really important parts of being kind of well-rounded in life. There's lots of people admire, and I do too admire those people who like Steve jobs or Bill Gates or, uh, uh, Mr. Musk, um, but those are freaks. Those are kind of nasty people. You know they they have a they have an aversion for normalcy, and they have this drive at 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 all costs. And that's cool for certain things, but I don't think you'd ever want to be their friend. I think. Oh God! No. I think I think you you can benefit from them doing those things, but um, but they. There's a, there's a benefit to living your life in a way that lets you, um, experience different things and find your own motivations. And one of the reasons why I like the millennials so much as I do, because they've so far kind of said to the baby boomers and Gen Xers, you know what, you know, that system that you guys have been using for the last hundred years. Pretty much sucks. You guys have been jumping off bridges for a lot of years because you didn't like it. And we want to learn how to make axes and we want to be loggers and we want to be designers and we want to do these things and we want to kind of do them on our own schedule and we want to make the world a slightly better place. And that to me is kind of a cool philosophy. I know they get a lot of shit for not doing hard work, but I think they're just doing it in a different way. And I think that's a good mentality to look at if you want to stay motivated, if you want to be the best person you can be, then you got to find some interesting things in this world.
0: Yeah. But being the best person you can be doesn't mean being the hardest worker out there.
1: That's true. It's certainly there's time for reflection Yeah, and there's time, there's time for self-improvement in that. And that's why some of those people that I like to watch and people that inspire me, um, You know, even when they're just personalities like Bob Ross or, or Mr. Rogers or things like that, they were really good at being really
0: good humans. And they were both baby boomers. I want to just point that out real quick. (laughs)
2: No, I I understand that. We we haven't we haven't gotten there yet. There's a millennial painting little trees. Don't you worry? Yeah.
0: No, I I, you know the thing I love about millennials is that you're right. They think about they think around problems. They don't think through them, and they're different. They they approach it differently. But the one thing that I I, the one thing the biggest problem I've had, and I'm not pigeonholing millennials. Anybody who doesn't have tolerance i have a problem with and that seems to be a lot of that. Is like this is the way you know uh, there's no tolerance for things that are different than they are or very little and
1: you're, you're driving a prius shut up
0: so I, i'm a hey i'm a bike i look like a biker dude i walk anywhere i got tattoos on my arm i'm sleeveless all the time I, and i drive a prius so i'm a you know i <laughs> you're your own dichotomy i am the weirdness of it of everything and you know what i what i love driving a prius i love getting out of the gas station and the confused look on people's faces it's the most, it's the most splendid thing there is but um I like- you know, you know so i'm saying it you know if we could take that that um in, and again please guys we're just we're just using this as a as a, def- a term of definition if you take some of that millennial attitude throw in a little tolerance um, throw in a throw and just and just a dash of of um of that you know the greatest generation of that of that um, love and compassion and and belief in are your fellow neighbor or wanting to lift those people up. We'd have a hell of a generation. They'd be unstoppable.
1: I I think they they have a little bit. I think they're growing into it. And and of course we're talking generalities. Of course, you know in in yeah. stereotypical generalities. So. So, so the people that I see, the, the people that, that kind of have the, the, the wits about them take, you, you know, um, uh, who, who it reminds me of most of all is, is like, uh, you, you know, trust uh, trust that does the trust in
0: timber. trustin's awesome.
1: Yeah. So like, he just goes out in the middle of woods and I don't, is he in a he's in Washington state or something like,
0: no, that, he's or, in Canada. Or Oregon. yeah yeah trustin trustin is a north washington trustin was a photographer for um beauty and fashion magazines yeah and so
1: he's like you know what i'm gonna build myself a winter hut you know like like and just goes out and does the thing and now he does all the film and he's he has a good education in what looks good right like like i'm never never gonna catch me saying that an education won't help um, But he has these uh, amazing abilities to to just look like I'm gonna build a canoe, and it's gonna be the best damn canoe I can build. And he films the process, and he makes these beautiful works of art through the video and the thing he's working on. And it's really enjoyable, and it's it's fun. And that's that's like kind of I don't I don't want to say millennial tendency, but I want to say that it's a a tendency to experience something uh, without there being a huge, like there isn't, I don't think a five-year plan there. I think there's a, this is, this is interesting and fun and nifty. And I wonder if other people would like to see what I'm doing. Um, but on the same thing, I'm watching a guy, uh, on YouTube, Mr. Carlson's lab, which he is an expert in the electronics field. And I am mildly competent at some electronics, but his whole thing is He gets to play with these amazing vacuum tubes and technology from the 20s and 30s, 40s and 50s. And he is an absolute expert in that field. Like he can take apart an old radio and diagnose exactly what's wrong with it. He can take apart test gear and lab equipment and do those things because he is a master of that field. And yet he takes the time and kind of videos it and does those things, which is really cool because everybody gets to learn from those things. So that's, that's again, not only do you have your own momentum and what you love to do, but you get a chance to show other people and you might be able to motivate them to do their things too. So that's one of the things I think, I think this generation or a generation has been good at doing. And, and it's a, and it's, it's kind of like Bill Murray. He walks into a room and, and then all eyes are on him, but he's just doing him and everybody's enjoying that fact. And he can bring life and a little love to a party that was already having life and love, but he just added a little icing to the cake. And that's that's kind of cool. And I think and I in, in Mike, I I know you're going through some things with work and it's put you in an awkward position where you didn't have this goal set up. But I somebody once told me that there's now and then there's looking back. And things, oftentimes emergencies and bad things that happen, um, now look really bad. And looking back is a whole different perspective. And oftentimes you can find some really, not saying that your thing is bad, by the way. Um, but it's often related to bad things happening right now. But looking back, people are, um, oftentimes grateful for the opportunity of whatever change came along with that that issue or that problem. So it's, it's a, I think it's a, I think you're going to come out of this and we're going to have the same conversation in a year. You'll be like, you know what? Here's what I learned. And I'm a better person for it because you're just that kind of guy.
2: Well, thank you for that. Um, you know, it's funny. You said something about the, uh, the guy heads the arrows. Um, I remember seeing something, somebody had done a post about, um, the only arrows you ever have left are the ones still in your quiver, you know? So, and, and, and basically the, the, the premise behind that is that you can't reshoot the arrows you've already shot. You know, they're, they're down range. They've done what they've done. You know, all you've got is the new ones. So you, you can't change the past. You know, you, you can, you can, has happened to you up to this point, the only thing you can do is reach into that quiver, pull out an arrow, draw that motherfucker back and just, downrange you know what i right. mean there's there's no reshooting the old arrows so
1: um and and you, as you get it, older you get a little better at that too like like mm-hmm. when you're young you have all this passion and you shoot those arrows everywhere like right? you do the, you do the things that make you feel good and get those good responses as you get older you get a little bit more tempered and you get to know how to aim a little bit better when you do those things mm-hmm. I, and i i really think that's about the difference between young and old
2: yeah, and see that, and like I said, I mean that you know I, I I don't want anybody to feel bad for me. I'm fine. Um, you know, I I just uh, like I said the I actually like being uncomfortable. Um, I don't know what tomorrow is. I you know because it it opens up a lot more possibilities. You know, and that's that's you know we talk about our your five year plan. I don't like having one because I like being able to like I said say yes to tomorrow. Um, you know, like when you guys you know you passed on twenty three. Uh, podcast host and called me up and said hey you you guys do you want to host a podcast (laughs) for us i was like you know i was like yes that'd be awesome like i didn't we didn't have any plan we had you know sort of a rough framework for it but um you know and that i mean i've gotten which you you screwed up by the way well i've screwed up but also at the same time like i've gotten um that one decision has given me two really amazing people in my life like the like yeah, this last are. couple of weeks, like I get, you know, Izzy's called me, I can't tell you how many times just to tell me he loves me and he wants to do weird things to my body. Um, you know, I get text messages from you. Um, you know, just like having these, these amazing people that have become a, a real part of my life has been, you know, just because I had the opportunity to say yes. And when the opportunity presented itself, I didn't say no, you know, it was, um, and I don't want to say it's been life changing because it hasn't, but it's definitely been an enhancement to who I am and, And, uh, you know, this is something I look forward to every week, you know, like we've talked about before the feedback we get from the community, people that have told me they've listened to some of the things I've said, and it's, you know, it's, it's helped them make decisions that, you know, may ultimately go on and help them. And and sort of all those things. I mean, that's. By the way,
1: I'm kind of disappointed that we like each other. I wanted it to be one of those things where we ended up like after a couple of years hating each other's guts. Yeah. And, and like nobody actually knowing because you like, you hear later, like, like your favorite radio DJs, <laughs> like all paired up, like, like, uh, like they're like, oh yeah, they couldn't stand each other. They would yeah. they would walk in the room, put down their book. They put on the personalities and walk out of the room without saying two more words, you know, kind of a story.
2: but Yeah. It's a real bitch that we're kind of friendly and stuff. It is. But,
1: I, I, w- but yeah, I wish we would yeah, have I, those little secrets.
2: Well,
0: we have secrets. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wait, what? Who's got secrets? <laughs>
2: wait, wait. Oh, huh? we
1: can't. We can't say those here.
2: We can say them. Oh, I yeah. mean, I can edit them out. Well, we are live on YouTube. I don't. So. You, I don't really
0: have any secrets. I'm not smart enough to keep them. I I just yeah. put them out in the world, and everybody goes that. Cat's no, I don't. Weird. I
2: don't want to say that's true, but. So- <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um you know, hey, listen, we've been doing this for a while now. uh We're about an hour and 15 minutes into this whole thing. So, we should probably get to wrapping this up because, you know, bedtime and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got more decorating to do, you know. All these <laughs> There's stores. only 6,000 lights out. Are you going for the full 10? Are you I, I'm the going 10, for the full 10. Margaret picked up
1: more strings of lights the other night at, at Walmart. They restocked. And uh luckily, I'm doing these all in LEDs. So, we are saving whatever carbons we can save, yeah. but it's still kind of magical. I like this time of year. I'm not even, I'm not even a religious man. And I like the idea of humanity kind of coming together and saying, you know, screw the world. You have peace and harmony and, and let the rest fry.
2: Yeah. This is uh, outside of the whole commercialism and, and we've sort of bastardized this is the way we have the, uh, this time of year is, is always my favorite because, uh, society as a whole just says, you know what, you're not always, but, but more than, than it does otherwise. Um, you know, right now you're going to get the best of me, you know, and that's, uh, yeah, you know, I don't give a shit what's going on. I'm, uh, you know, whatever happens happens, but, uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to put my best foot forward. You're going to get the best I got. So, um, you know, and like I said, it, it doesn't happen a hundred percent of the time, it may not even happen 10% of the time, but that, you know, that, that little percent difference seems to make all the difference. So, but, uh, yeah, not yeah, for so, me, hey.
0: not I don't change a bit. You jump in front of my Prius. I'm going to run you over.
2: Yeah. That's pretty You're not much running home. anyone over in a Prius. Yeah, I
1: was going to say the holiday spirit is amazing, but it does not apply. In fact, there are negative marks for anywhere near malls or shopping centers. People are crazy this time of year.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing. If, so that's the bastardization, right? So if you get into that vortex, you—I mean, you get what you deserve. But you know, the people outside of that world, um, you know, they're—they're not—they're not those people most of the time. I mean, it's—you um, know—the generosity that I see, just—you know—it just all gets kicked up a notch. And again, it's not—it's not a big difference. It's just enough, you know. And, and that's the thing that—that's uh, the thing I find about society and humanity is it doesn't take big swings. To make big differences you just just a little bit is all you need you know and that's um and that little bit this time of year is welcome and and i you know listen get a prime membership order from amazon uh you know go online do your shopping there and uh you don't have to experience the shit show that is <laughs> the retail so and it, it my experience this week is all you do is walk in and go fuck this and turn around and walk out <laughs> so it doesn't really <laughs> matter anyway but um but listen, guys. Hey, thanks so much for the uh, the conversation. Uh, you know, and, and all that stuff. If you guys uh, that are listening, if you have any um, ideas, hit us up on messages. You guys can find us. We're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter at Maybe Podcast. We're the most active on Facebook. Um, so if there's any feedback you have, any of your own life experiences you want to share. Um, You know, with everything I got going on right now, I'd love to hear, um, you know, if your life is a bigger train wreck or shit show than mine, then, uh, you know, by all means send me a message and let me know. Um, but, uh, know, I, I I thought it was sort of an interesting thought process and, and sort of idea. I figured we'd kind of put it out there on the air this week and, and, uh, see how it stuck. So appreciate you guys, uh, letting my mental diarrhea make its way out. And, uh, thanks so much for everything. But, um, again, hit us up at maybe podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, maybe I've said too much.com sites recently been revamped, a whole bunch of really cool stuff on there. Um, at some point we'll have a store up. Um, I'm, i kind of working on that a little bit. Um, so we will be able to buy t-shirts and some other things. We've we'll got some nonsensical swag that we'll be able to, uh, put out there so you can support the show. Um, if you want to, uh, Patreon links and all that stuff are up there, you can listen to the show on the site as well. Um, and all the links for everything are all on the front page there. So, um SoundCloud uh the links for iTunes, Google Play. I don't have one for all Windows cuz the hell with all you guys. Um whatever Windows Store nonsense you guys are into if you got a Windows phone. Uh sorry, we're just not serving that that part of the community. <laughs> I'm bitter. Cuz every time I go I have one Windows computer in my house and every time I go to use the goddamn thing it's updating. So um there will never be a Windows link to anything on my like, on our website. Windows sorry. Rule. Just wait a Yes, except it doesn't. So, um, but uh, I mean, it does because it changed computing forever. And you know, they they deserve the respect they get. But they're just such a pain in my ass. <laughs> I just have to be hateful. So, but uh, that is all, folks. Listen, I love all you guys. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who joined us on the live chat. Izzy and Joel. You know, I love you guys. I love and, uh, you, Mike. I love you, Izzy. I, I
0: love you guys Izzy. too.
2: Izzy, I love you in ways that are dirty and deep. Thank God. So. That's all I'm gonna say about that.
1: Hey, remember, guys? Joel. While while we, we talk, we about
2: need it. you to start showing up in these things sleeveless too. By the way, you're the, you're the only one that's not showing shoulders. I'm so.
1: I'm working on it. The uh, the don't worry about retail. Even if Walmart closes like 150 stores, only 14 cashiers will be out of work. So it's true. You're
0: fine. That's funny. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Walmart. I got nothing good to say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, good night, everybody. If if only Walmart started selling Festool. How's that going to (laughs) help? Boom. (laughs) All up in you. All right, boys. Good night, everybody. You guys have a great night, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next (laughs) episode.